right, you guys, we are here at the Bridge the Gap podcast, episode number four, and I'm so excited about our guest that we have on today. Um, she has been in the roofing industry for just about 20 years here for a great company with a great reputation, um, vice president and and uh, member of the ARCA Woman in Roofing Committee, which we'll get into a little bit later. Um, she has supported us as a small business, uh, I don't want to say since we started, but but one of the very early supporters in what we were doing with Solar Detach and Reset, and she, she is uh, uh, a part of BNI, uh, a big player in the community here, and I'm so happy to have her, Valerie Miller with JBS Roofing. Thank you for being on. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And um, just to, to kick it off, Val, could you uh, tell us a little bit about uh, 20 years ago, uh, if we if we rewind that 19 almost 20 years ago, as you got started into roofing, can you tell me how that happened, how it came about, and 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 tell that story yeah. a little bit? Uh, so it's a family-owned uh, company. Mm -hmm. So technically, I guess I've always been somewhat involved in roofing, but it was never discussed uh, that I would come and work for the company. It was never an option. It wasn't even really an option, I guess, um, or thought. I. Uh, had got was going through a divorce mm -hmm. uh, my life was kind of in turmoil i had two uh young children and i had moved back in with my parents mm -hmm. uh, to get my life back together and to move out on onto my own and my dad had come home um with an article mm -hmm. and it was of a window sales lady that was nationally the number one salesperson in her company and they attributed that to her being a woman and he had printed it off and made some notes and he brought it home and he said, here, read this. What do you think? And I said, well, of course she's number one. Like it, it, it makes total sense to me. Mm -hmm. uh, she's in the home talking to women and what women naturally talk, uh, trust women. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I think it's just part of psychology that when a man comes in, he's selling to you. And when a woman comes in, she's helping you right mm -hmm. or wrong. That's mm -hmm. just the way our brains work. Right. Yes. And so they attributed that to part of, of course, she was a hustler and, and good at what she did and all of that stuff. But just because she was a woman, she was number one in a male dominated field. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, of course. And um, he said, well, what do you think if you, you came to work for me? Mm -hmm. And I said, doing what? Because I'm not admin. Mm -hmm. I'm not um, a paper pusher. Mm -hmm. And he said, selling. And I'd been getting on roofs since I was a little girl. Mm -hmm. Remember, I was probably... Um, between five and eight years old, somewhere wow. around there. And I was on the roof by myself. Wow. And my grandma had came over and she lit into my mother that I was on the roof by myself. You and were you were roped and harnessed in though, right? It's no, full safety equipment. No. no. <laughs> my dad was redoing our roof and he probably had gone down for a break and I was up there oh by my myself. That's literally playing. Yeah. And um, so I, I had said or I remember my mom telling me grandma was really upset. You need to come down. I told her mm -hmm. you're a cheetah, but you, you got to get off the roof. Um, now being a mother of five, I think <laughs> my parents were crazy. What in the world were they doing? Letting me on the roof. But, yeah. um, so basically heights wasn't a thing for me. I was never afraid of heights. I was very comfortable getting up and down mm -hmm. off of the roof, but I did, I knew nothing yeah. about roofing. I knew what shingles were. I knew what tiles were, mm -hmm. um, hot, and maybe felt 
mm-hmm. and, and drip edge. Mm-hmm. But I knew nothing else. Like it was, it was complete and foreign t- to me. Yeah. Um, but I said, yeah, I can do it. And so I started as being um, a commercial re-roof estimator. Wow. And, um, and I learned very quickly that roofers have been doing this a really long time. Mm-hmm. And they speak a different language. And they um, assume that everybody speaks that same language. Mm. And you're talking about everybody, like the customers are talking everybody. to. Everybody. Just, just... Right. It's so second nature to them right. that when they talk about a, comp- a roof component, mm-hmm. they don't understand or realize that you don't know what a scupper is or right. that you might not right. know what a scupper is. And I think the consumer is afraid to ask what a scupper is. Yeah. And so there's that, you know, disconnect. So that that's probably the first thing that I succeeded at really early on was realizing that there was a, a disconnect between the customer and the contractor yeah. and between new employees and, yeah. you know, people who aren't in roofing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's yeah, that's how I got into it. I love that you just bring this new perspective. And not to say that men can't have the, this kind of gentle touch and perspective, but it was easy for you to realize there's a disconnect here in the industry of, of pri- primarily male-dominated, you know. Yeah. And well, back then it was 100% male-dominated. 100%. Like 20 years ago, there was one other woman in Arizona that I know of that was a salesperson. Yeah, you're you're so you're a trailblazer in this well, industry. Uh, uh, maybe, but I don't because there's more now. Are crazy, and, yes. I mean, thankfully. Well, I've got two little girls, and and so they're always talking to me about what's daddy doing, what's daddy's job. Sometimes I go in and they're playing in their in their room, and they are uh, removing panels out of the way for roofers, and they're moving their pillows around and stuff because they pick yeah. up on what we're talking yeah. about, right? But there's going to be a day where they look up to someone. And as much as I'd love it to be me, they're going to relate a lot more to, to not just who you are and what you're doing now, but, you know, what, what you have done, the trail that you have blazed over the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. To go, wow, man, this is, this is an option. And, and be, because before yeah. you it didn't have that, really. I mean, you had this other industry. Dad slipped the article in front of us, so there was yeah. something no, going on. No, you're right. On, it, like I said, it wasn't an option. Yeah. It, was, it absolutely um, – was n- never considered to be an option or a thought. Like, it wasn't even a thought. Because I yeah. knew I was not a secretary. Right. Back then, you had secretaries. Yeah. Um, and I was not a secretary. Yeah. Um, and I w- would not have made a good secretary. Yeah. And I was smart enough to know that that's not, yeah. was not my field. So you came into to JBS. You started having some success selling roofs. Mm-hmm. And then uh, from there, you, you, you grew with the company and, and transitioned. Yeah. And what, tell me about your role now and, and what, what's more of your day-to-day so, at this point. Um, so my role now is the vice president of uh, the residential division. I pretty much tell everybody I, uh, that I, <laughs> I, ha- I have my finger in all the pots except for mm-hmm. I have nothing to do with insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't pay the bills. Mm-hmm. And uh, commercial, I, I don't, um, I, or I run the office and I help the commercial division and our GC division. Uh, but we have another whole support group that that runs that. So mm-hmm. thankfully, um, I just have to handle the residential division and and the office. Awesome. Yeah. And and so you're now responsible for a, a, a sales team, right? You've got a few yeah. estimators underneath you and. Yeah. and more and some on top of it. Like you said, you have your hand, your hand in all the pots. Yeah. And um, 
is JBS is known for their roofing, in, in my opinion. But you also you've got your commercial division, you got your residential division. Are you guys doing anything else out there in the market? Or are you mainly just you guys are selling roofs, commercial and residentially, primarily right now? Uh, yes. So we do have a general contracting division that does weatherization projects with uh, government, basically okay. the big government contracts. Okay. So um, if let's say there's a school that has mostly roofing work. Mm -hmm. but they want a GC to do it. And there's maybe some doors and windows that need to be changed out or some AC issues. Um, but it's mainly a roofing contract. We'll bid mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. And then we'll subcontract out um, the things that aren't roofing. Awesome. And it, I'm curious to, to go back before I get too far away from it. Before, how long is JBS is it your is your dad that uh, is running JC the president? What is his role? Is he, yeah. When he brought so you into it, my father started uh, a Jim Brown and Sons Roofing JBS mm -hmm. for short in uh -huh. 1982. Okay, and um, he roped in his brother Jerry Brown and yep. and and another brother Keith that's no longer in the business, and my okay. grandfather Jim. Okay, Jim had taught everybody how to roof. Um, none of them wanted to be roofers, but they all knew the trade. Yeah. Um, and then they all came back to it. Yeah. My grandfather wanted nothing to do with running a business. He just wanted, he was just a shingler yeah. and, and did shakes. Um, but they roped him in and convinced him, you know, to come in and, and help out. Yeah. And, um, and he was, a he was one of the owners. Uh, so Jerry, uh, w was bought out and went off to, to start a roof consultant. So That's he's right. completely separate. Yeah. And, um, my, uh, grandfather passed away and then the other brother was in an accident. Um, and he's paralyzed from the waist down. Oh my goodness. So they, they bought him out as well. So my yeah. father is always been the license holder. Uh -huh. Um, he's always been the president of the company and he's the single owner now. And it has, has been probably since about 2000, about 2000, 2001, okay. I believe something Very like cool. that. Yeah. yeah. So sorry to hear about the accident. Um, now, you know, um, going back to it kind of being a, fam a family business here in where he, your dad has roped you in, his dad kind of roped him in. Yeah. You've got some kids, right? I do. Do you see any more roping in in the um, future here happening? Or yeah. what does that look like? Yeah. So my youngest son, Hayden, does work for us. If uh -huh. you call, he could be the one that answers the phone. Sure. And uh, he does issue warranties. Uh-huh. So he's not he's not an on the roof kind of kid. He doesn't sure. like heights, yep. <laughs> unlike me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how if, they, if I wasn't there, maybe I wouldn't think they were my kids. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah neither <laughs> neither one of my boys were thrilled with heights. Um, yeah. But yeah, my older one that's up at college right now, he's actually been on the roof and been um, on the service end of it. Yeah. Yeah, and then the younger one is is in for admin. Real quick before we get past if you, yeah. the 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 ones in college. Such an accomplishment. He's got got to share it on the podcast. What is he going up there for, and and uh, uh, what what is he studying up at school? So he was accepted into Yavapai Community College Gunsmith uh, program. And, I, and yeah. we were talking about a little bit this offline. That's how I, I know, and I don't to push that way. But I think that's just such a a cool profession, and it it's definitely one that. You, you know, it's just aligning with his passions, right? Yes, and yeah. and so it's so he's exciting a seeing that. Huge history buff. Um, yeah. And so he, he since he was old enough to to buy rifles, mm -hmm. um, he has purchased crazy old um, 
military guns from all over the world. Yeah. 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 I'm sure so, he has quite the collection. It, it really is. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. And they're so heavy. Like I, yeah. you know, you look at these world war two guys, they were like a buck 20 soaking wet yeah. and they had to carry these super heavy guns. You, yeah. you pick up one of those guns yeah. um, based on what we can carry today. Sure. Um, it's, 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 they were some yeah. heavy, they were some strong we're, men. Yeah, we are getting soft in this day and age. <laughs> yeah. Technology, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, that was a different I'm sure you breed. could probably relate construction and tools and like yeah. everything back then was just a little bit more yeah. for power drills, yeah. right? Um, so you said, um, was it Jim that does the consulting now? Uh, Jerry. Jerry, sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, Jerry is the roof consultant now. And um, does he teach classes at ARCA occasionally? Yes. I think I've had him as an instructor there before on a coatings and foam yeah. class. He's, you know, he's trying to pass the baton off. So I think his son-in-law, Brian, has been teaching more of them. Okay. Um, I still believe he does teach some of them, though. Okay. Um, but yes, yeah. So that's one of the number one benefits for me that I get out of ARCA. Because coming from a solar background, knowing nothing about roofing, recognizing that there's a need in the roofing market for someone to step up in the solar world and, and start serving that need, it's important to me to fully immerse myself into kind of like when you when, when you started roofing, you kind of know basics, couple little things, but right. like you got to you got to start learning fast about all this other stuff so you can yeah. speak that language. Right. And when I'm working with over 100 roofers, I want to speak their language, and right. so we're going to these classes. Um, but ARCA is is way more than just technical classes. They have, I mean, every every aspect of roof you can go on. I think it's every Friday during the summer right now. This today they have a metal class going on. Next Friday, I don't know exactly what it is, but um, one of the benefits of it, or another benefit of it, is the the committees and the sub-organizations within ARCA, and I touched on it a little bit in the intro. Would you mind sharing what your involvement with ARCA is and um, uh, what you do on those committees? Yeah, so I got drugged in or roped into ARCA um, uh-huh. from day one, pretty much. I think my my father was on the board at the time. So it was important when to I him. Was in, and, yeah, yeah, well, I was in training, and I was writing with him. So I was going to all these meetings. Uh-huh. Um, and so I currently am the chair for the National Women in Roofing okay. uh, Committee on for ARCA, and I have been since, I think it started in... To, uh, 2014, maybe, okay. or 2017. Whenever um, National Women in Roofing started, ARCA was really good about um, not seeing it as competition. Mm. I guess some of the other local associations see it as a competition, and ARCA mm-hmm. really embraced it mm-hmm. and created a subcommittee, uh-huh. and um, which allowed ARCA, by creating a subcommittee, ARCA then was uh, allowed to support the, um, the committee. Awesome. So, uh, so yeah. So I am the uh, president of that, or the the chair for ARCA. Yes. Um, and I also sit on the board. Okay. For ARCA and also for ARIF, which is awesome. their um, scholarship foundation. That's a, I want to get more into that in a second here after we I touch on ARCA a little bit because I have some questions about ARIF. I know sure. there's a sponsorship event coming up. We'll talk about the cornhole toss, I believe. Yeah. So we'll make sure we get the dates on that if anyone's interested. But. Um, there's lots of subcommittees within ARCA. Like you said, there's a board, there's a national, I'm sorry, there's the Women in Roofing Committee, there's a Young Professionals Committee yeah. for... that's a really good one too. So good. Super yeah. active. Yeah, yeah, yeah because there's just this energy, right, that is yeah. coming with these, you know, young professionals into, and that are bringing to the table. And and it's like, what are they doing? What are, you, what are we talking about in these meetings? Is it, we're not talking about just women in roofing, we're not talking about being young. What's the purpose and the drive and the value that these committee 
artists are bringing to ARCA and to the community? You, you know, you, you start these committees and you think that you, well, you don't think, you know you, you have a purpose into mm-hmm. starting them and why there's a need for it. Mm-hmm. But once everybody comes together in, into the room, you really discover, you know, what it is. And I think for National Women in Roofing, um, it's really hard to be different. Mm. in any in any circumstance in any environment mm-hmm. so to to come into a room with people who get what you're going through mm-hmm. and then you don't have to feel stupid mm-hmm. for raising your hand and saying what's a scupper mm-hmm. or you know ask asking questions because you're afraid that everybody knows but you mm-hmm. it seemed to me that that was the thing even for young professionals as well mm. that that's the drawback you get these men that have been doing it um, for 50 years Right. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. so second nature to them. And they are not empathetic to the people who are coming up Mm -hmm. that are in their 20s and 30s or even 40s. You know, I'm I'm 48 years old. I've Mm -hmm. been doing this for almost 20 years and people still think that I'm new. Yeah. I'm still on the young end of the roofing industry. Yeah. So um, so I think that's the hidden benefit of, mm-hmm. of joining. One time we had a, um, a beginning tile class for mm-hmm. National Women in Roofing. And anybody can come. You don't have to be a woman. You don't even have to be a member. You just have to want to learn about tile, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, this person had come that was new in the industry, and he was a man. Mm-hmm. And he was kept apologizing. And I said, it's it's okay you know, you're welcome to come. I'm, I'm sorry, you're the only guy in the room. And then the light bulb went on. And I looked at him and I said, well, now you know how we feel when we go wow. to an ARCA training class. Wow. We'll be the only woman in the room. Yes. We're not treated horribly because we're women. Yeah. We're not disrespected. We just feel yeah. out of place. Yeah, like a black sheep almost. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Wow, so, that's, what, what a light bulb perspective that... Oh, this guy understands now. Yeah, in, in and he did, and he and and he he left afterwards, and uh, he came back to another one and said, "Remember me? I was the I was the only guy." And then I said, "Yes, I remember. Uh, you know, how, yeah. how's it going? You know." Yeah, um, yeah. So I love it, and you know, so there's there's benefits to ARCA with training. There's benefits with uh, support groups, almost that allow you to be more of yourself and fit into it to. Whether it's you're you're young and getting started, maybe you're uh, a woman, but you know maybe they're uh, they have the board meeting where they're control not controlling but talking about big picture. Um, I know there's an expo meeting and probably quite a few more that I'm not uh, remembering right now. But what are some other benefits of ARCA? Like tell tell me maybe some of the charity events or what other benefits if there's a roofer out there thinking that ARCA is why would I join ARCA because why would I go hang out with all my competition? Why, why would I go, you know, and do this? And I get What's that the, a lot. Like, that's, yeah. that's one of the questions. And I'll tell you that um, I am also on the board for Western States Roofing Contractors Association. Yes. So I um, see a lot of different associations, roofing associations, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody will say ARCA has something different mm. because we do hang out with our competitors and we don't see it as that. It's almost mm-hmm. like friendly competition. But Set that aside. Right. Um, if you're a contractor, the amount of money to join ARCA is, I think it's 450 Yeah, it's Something not, like yeah. that. Um, don't shoot me if I'm wrong. It's in the 400s, I think. Sure. Um, it, and you get free safety. 
So just by sending your guys to safety training, OSHA 10, mm -hmm. OSHA 30, fall protection, that pays for your membership. So you get your, your return on investment immediately. One class, yeah. But then on top of that, you have um, the technical uh Mm -hmm. uh, committee. Mm -hmm. So if you have a technical question, you can submit it to ARCA mm -hmm. and they'll give it to the committee. You won't, they won't know who's asking it mm -hmm. and the committee will answer it for you. And, wow. um, the committee, I think right now currently is, uh, Russ Hyman uh -huh. with Griffin yep. and Pete Schmatz with star. Yep. I think those are the two names that come, come up first. So yeah. they'll get it and they'll answer it and they'll give it back to Jen and Jen will email it back to the person who asked so that yeah. it's, you know, Unless they want to be known who they are, it's kept anonymous. Yeah. And then on top of that, there's the legal committee. Yes. So if you have a legal question, you know, if you're a roofing contractor and um, you a customer uh, submitted a um, a complaint to the ROC and now you have an ROC inspection, mm -hmm. you just want to make sure you don't know how it goes, you don't know what to do, you can go to the legal committee and they'll mm. and they'll help you. So when you're a new roofer. Or maybe you're roofing, you can't just came new in Arizona, and you feel like you're out there all on your own, yeah. and you don't, you have these questions and these stress points and these pain points just come with owning yeah. a business, running a business, especially in the field we're in of construction. Yeah. Now you have a support team at your fingertips, whether it's a technical issue, a safety issue, a legal issue, yeah. um, or maybe it's just someone, maybe, maybe you just, you know, when, when you're kind of at the top of your company, maybe you're a business owner or, or VP. Sometimes there's just things you want to talk about for other people at that level in that same industry. Right. And that's where the collaboration yes. of, in these events that we're at, when we go and we're, we're, we're riding four by fours up in uh, Munns Park Flagstaff, or we're going in and playing golf, or we're going and doing shooting, there's value in that because you're, you're just talking to people in your network on, on the same level with similar interests and and that alone is, is also worth it you know you know and i tell this story um frequently is uh when we got that huge hailstorm in 2010 uh -huh. we were jbs roofing was primarily a commercial no we were not we were 100 percent a commercial only roofing contractor okay. at that time but we had started out as only a residential co you know company mm -hmm. And all these customers were knocking on our door and we were giving them to Griffin and we were giving them to Dalmatian because we didn't mm -hmm. do residential. Mm -hmm. Well, what was in 2009? Yeah. The, the economy had tanked. Tanking. And I, and I went to my father and said, uh, we're crazy. We have all of our eggs in one basket. Mm. We've just survived one of the biggest downturns and we're giving our customers from the 1980s Mm -hmm. to other roofing contractors. Mm -hmm. Why don't, this is our opportunity to rebuild residential. Yeah. And he said, here you go, do it. Boom. Right? Yeah. Um, so I do, but I get pushed back internally. Yeah. Right? So here I am. Yeah. 30 something years old. Yeah. Um, a daughter. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling these 50 year olds what to do and how to do it. Challenging. Yeah. And so I relied heavily on yeah. Um, Arca and my relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I was getting pushback on safety back back then. Sure. A one-story building, a residential, 612 pitch, you didn't have to be tied off. It wasn't a requirement It back was not then. a requirement. Incredible. Because um, there was ADOSH versus OSHA. Okay. And, but if you were two-story or 612 pitch and above, you had to be tied off. 
but it's not fair that the commercial guys have to tie off and the residential guys don't have to tie off and mm. which is what it all boiled down to and who are you going to trust this girl that has just been doing it for five six years or this guy that's been doing it for 20 30 years mm -hmm. so i would call pete and say pete i found this rule and regulation from adosh and this is what it says but I'm getting pushed back. Am I right or am I wrong? Mm -hmm. And um, Pete with Star Roofing would say, and he was the technical committee at the time, mm -hmm. and he said, Valerie, you're right. This is this is it. Da, 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 da. And I went back and said, this is the rule. And they said, who'd you hear it from? And I said, Pete. And they said, okay. <laughs> you yeah. know. But yeah. it, it was those relationships that I had built with ARCA yeah. um, that helped me to stand my ground and to to build. Yeah. To build to build the company. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's such a great thing. I, you know, I, I, I say this to roofers who aren't part of ARCA and are interested in it. Like, I, I'm even willing to pay for their first year of membership. And then if they don't see the value in it, yeah. like, like you, you pay me at the end of the year. I'll front the money to you at the beginning. If you don't, it doesn't pay for yourself, if I can't get you to go to the event or a training or anything like that, it probably maybe wasn't for you anyways. And there's, yeah. ARCA isn't for all roofers, right? You know, it's, it's for, I wish it was. And it should be, but there's, you know, roofers out there that care about doing things right. Yes. And that is what ARC is about. And so when people are looking for roofing contractors, now we have a, a source for the community to go to where it's it, anyone a part of ARCA. Now we know there's some credibility and there's some trust and, and we know that these are roofing companies that care and have values and care about safety and training. And so... If you're a, con a customer or a homeowner out there uh, that doesn't know where to go when it comes to finding roofers, ARCA has a page of all of their um, roofing partners or roofers that are part of ARCA on their page, and we can go and reference, reference and search there and, yeah. and scan through and find contact information. Yes. Um, so to rewind a little bit, when did you see solar first come on the market um, had it been around since the very beginning when you started or no. was there, I think I, I want to say the first time I got drug into it was Patsy Hawk with Eagle Tile. Wow. Look at that. Um, yep. I think it was like 2010 maybe. Um, there was a panel coming out that Eagle was going to get involved with and it was a training, um, on how to sell it and it was integrated into the tile and the shingles. Mm. Wow. It never came to fruition. Because I can't believe that was the first one because I see this. Sorry to stop yeah, no, it, but I see it happening now. Like we're coming out with this new thing, this yeah. roofing, and it's like I'm thinking this is, but this was like the first way, yeah. idea way, well, even way it, back it, then. Yes, it was. But what happened was um, it became a fight over licensing mm. roof, a roofer installing solar. Um, solar is a plug and play system, mm -hmm. but it was deemed to be electrical. The moment the sun hits it, mm -hmm. it is a live current. Mm -hmm. And therefore, a roofer is not an electrician and is not educated on that. Wow. So it was deemed that only somebody with an electrical license could install it and that a roofer could not install solar. So it's electricians are a protected class. Wow. Roofers are a protected class. There was a clash, yeah. and it, um, it fell yeah. to the electricians wow. and um so that kind of went but that was the first time that i had seen it and um had been introduced to it uh wow yeah I, i'm just thinking going back and trying to put myself at that clash in that time and maybe even a fly on the wall in that room is that discussions happening between these industries 
and really where it kind of started. It's just the um, the relationship between you know, because before roofers don't really have to work with solar guys, you know, or with electricians. Excuse me, their, their components are fairly separate, and they mm -hmm. come and they do their own thing at different times. And mm -hmm. now it's all of a sudden we have to get in the same room and start talking about this and who kind of owns this. Right. But I just play the what if game of, can you imagine how different it would be today had it not fallen that way and maybe the coin flipped on the other side and roofers have been installing solar this whole time. And I mean, just a, um, a more streamlined experience for the customer is, is what I see for sure. Cause I see a lot of roofing companies now picking up a solar company or vice versa, a solar company right. picking up a roofing company to ha bring everything in house so that they can offer both because they go so hand in hand with one another. Right. But it's, it's it, it, here it is 15 years later that it's happening and, and you know but we it just feels like there's time lost almost on it and in that time lost we have this gap that's starting to be created between the two industries because roofers have been around since houses have been being constructed yeah. and here comes the new guy on the yeah. block not the electrician so much and but the which that's who was really installing solar at first probably right your electrical contractors starting to pick it up and yeah. and do it in the early early days of solar but then you start getting these companies that specialize in only solar and they're not doing any right. general electric I think electricians from what i saw and witnessed was electricians mm -hmm. became solar installers mm -hmm. or so they were selling solar mm -hmm. and that was that's their niche mm-hmm Yep. Yeah. yeah. And so, and it's a, it's a good niche to be in, you know, there's, you know, if you're going from installing outlets and doing troubleshooting and, and, you know, residential electric, I mean, if you're doing new electric, there's a lot of potential there, but when, when it's retrofitting, you know, there's not much once the home has been built in terms of electricity, you need a new roof about however, however many years would you say? 20, I would say average. 20. Yeah. 20 years average. How often do you need to replace all the wiring in your home? So now you have these solar or these electricians that are like, oh, now there's here's a new tap a market I could tap into. It's gonna really open up cash flow. So it makes sense financially, and, and and there's a huge need for it. I think solar is definitely there's a ton of pros to it. Um, I think that the pros are getting less and less as time goes on, as utilities and and regulations and and things change. Um, but it's still a good thing. But you have to. You, you, what the problem is today is because of this gap that's been created between the two industries is you really got to know what you're looking at or looking for in terms of if you're looking to get new solar. Kind of going back to when you were talking about the delicacy you bring to the table with terminology um, to, to when you're selling a roofing product to the customer, you know, on, on, the, on the solar piece of it, the, the customers just understand this makes my electric bill go away. And, and they, at least that's the hope of it, right? right? If it's done right. And, and, but they don't really know who to trust. It's just how many panels do I need? How do you factor in based off this energy usage? And, and so finding someone that's knowledgeable in, in the industry is, is difficult, but that I believe is just half the battle. Cause the second half is, is how's it being installed? How's it being inspected? And what I see going on today is 80% of solar contractors getting the panels on the roof, taking care of the electrical, hopefully, but then not caring about what's going on underneath the tile and how things are sealed. And, and also there's a big 
issue, I believe, with the AHJs as well, because a lot of home inspectors, uh, my job used to be going around meeting inspectors to get solar systems green tagged and passed. What are AHJs? I'm sorry. Thank you. Look at this. I don't know. I honestly don't know what no, it is. No, but it's perfect. So it's the authority handling jurisdiction. So it's okay. going to be the city of Phoenix. Sorry. The um, city of Goodyear. So they have a, a city inspector okay. that is um, going to come out and say, yeah, this is an approval or not. Yeah, turn it on or no. Yeah, yeah okay. and, and they do not even have ladders in their trucks. They don't. And so, like, now you have these guys that are looking at everything that's on the ground, the inverter, the boxes, the wiring, but what about the roofs? Yeah. And so over time, over the last, since solar has started coming out till still happening currently today, we have electricians that have become solar companies, and they know that no one's spot-checking anything on the roof, and so we... They just kind of have gotten into bad habits, if you will, of just sealing it up just enough to kind of get by out of the workmanship warranty period or maybe having a contract that, you know, prevents them from being reliable or responsible, I should say, for any damage that occurs to the roof. And so, as you know, primarily we have tile roofs here in Arizona, in the Arizona market with underlayments, and that's why we, what's going bad in 20 years, right? It's the underlayment. right. right. And the tile is covering up the solar mount. And so no one knows what's happening underneath there unless we physically go up, we remove a tile, and we, and we, and we look at it. Right. Now, when we look at roofing code, uh, there's not much like roofing code on how to seal a mount, right, in the IBC. Uh, but there is a Tile Roofing Institute, right? Yes. And do you know, can you tell me a little bit about the Tile Roofing Institute? I mean, are, do, they, do they do trainings at ARCA as well? And that, is that the gold standard, would you say, when it comes to the yes. tile roofs? Yeah, 100%. Um, the Tile Roofing Institute really made a huge difference mm -hmm. in creating um, a standard for us all to follow. It's like the Bible right. of roofing installation. Yeah. And um, and they and and they created, I guess, the workmanship standard mm -hmm. or the industry standard for all sorts of different applications mm -hmm. um, in all different situations. High wind rain, mm -hmm. snow, ice, you know, um, you can't, somebody who is a roofing contractor from Michigan can't mm. come out here and install, uh, to our standards, mm -hmm. right? It's a totally different, Yes, it's a totally different bird. It's a whole, it's just a whole different, um, standard yeah. Or, or yeah it is it's a whole no it is another assembly. animal. That was the word I was yeah. A whole different assembly. It is. You know, I was talking to Steve at JBS recently we had yeah. lunch and he's telling me in Florida you got a foam set all the tile out yes. there. Yes, every single. I'm like, what do you mean? I, I can't even set. wrap my head around what is that, you know? And so yeah. I'm like, it's because of hurricane winds, right? right? So there's, if I went and started trying to do detach and reset out there, I'd be like, where's that TRI at? I got to figure this out. But you know, I, I'm just, I'm, I wonder if you asked solar companies, either the QA guy within the company or even the owner of the solar companies, if we did a survey over every solar company in the state. If we ask them what what is the TRI, I wonder how many would actually know. And even if they do know, I know based because I pull a lot of systems off the roof, so I get to see the kind of what how it was and pick it apart and yeah. what was done. I'm, I get to look under the tile on all these jobs, yeah. and so I know how it's getting sealed and I know how it should be sealed. And trying to educate the customer on that and just. Let them know it's more than just a panel on a roof that's taking care of your electric bill. Then there's a, a proper process to sealing it. And by the time they get to me, usually they've had a leak or an issue. And so they're really 
perking up, happy. ears up. They're not yeah. happy. But now, when they first got solar, they weren't thinking about this. But now, right. at this point, now that there's a problem and no a leak, idea. yeah, no idea. They had no idea. No idea. And, and no one's taking the time to educate them either because they don't know or it's it's just not a concern or an importance to to that company. Well, they don't realize it's a concern, right? It's not a problem until it's a problem. Yeah. Some people have that foresight, but I think that's it's very few. I think for the most of the consumers, mm-hmm. they just they they don't they don't understand mm-hmm. roofing assemblies and mm-hmm. how it works. A lot of customers think the tile Mm. is um, the most important thing and that you got to throw it away and replace it. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't understand until they start having a leak that, no, we're going to pick up your tile, mm-hmm. set it aside, mm-hmm. re-roof it underneath, get all new underlayment, battens, nail mm-hmm. it back down, and then reset that same exact tile and replace the broken ones. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They don't realize that until it's time for them to replace their roof. They don't. Um, so it, yeah, it, a- it really, the burden falls upon the salesperson, the person mm. that's knocking on their door, and sometimes their commission oversees what's right, I think. That's what that I think you hit the nail on the head right there. Yeah. With solar yeah. sales and roofing sales yeah. potentially sometimes. And yeah. every I think you know, both industries mm-hmm. have people in it that aren't in it for the customer, that are in it for themselves. Right. Um and so when you are in it for the customer and for the industry, yeah. you see the bad, yeah. you see, you know, um, I, I always say, I don't know. I, and I don't, I don't know a roofing contractor that has solar on their roof. Yeah. Um, and it's because not because it's bad. Mm-hmm. I, I truly don't believe that solar is bad. Um, it's, I do think though, it's because we only see the bad. Mm-hmm. It comes to us when the solar company installed solar on a 10 year old roof Mm. and Mm -hmm. um, didn't explain to the customer that they were going to have to pay somebody to take off these panels and put these panels back on. Mm -hmm. So now the homeowner is surprised with this, you know, 10, 15 grand roofing job. And on top of it, they have to pay for the solar, which isn't cheap either. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so now they have a 20 grand, you know, re-roof and they're not happy. And then, and then they call a roofer because mm-hmm. uh, there's a leak and they're, as, when they're starting to figure this out. And most roofers are going and saying to the customer, I'll just go find your original installer and let them know you need to get everything out of the way. But that is the individual that put the solar on the roof that was 10 years old. And so as a customer, I put myself in the consumer's shoes. I don't want to go with that person because I've lost trust for them. They never even told me I was going to have to do this. They never set the expectation up front. It was a cost. They never talked, looked at my underlayment ahead of time. And, and they should have. And, and when I'm, you know, we don't install any new solar. I know a few good companies that do. And the ones that are doing it right do roof inspections on every single job. Yes. And there are good companies that do it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they are educating and they are sealing the mounts, right? And so they are out there. Uh, it's just a hard time finding them. So you have to know the right questions to ask as a homeowner to vet these companies out. Usually it's some somebody local I'm finding, uh, somebody with good communication start to finish. Um, but also ask them what the TRI is and ask them about their sealing process and methods and ask them about their underlayment. And it, and it, goes, it circles all the way back to it's just these are things the customer just has no idea of and aware of. It's just a matter of make the electric bill go away and 
no one ever says it. And then it's hindsight, 10 years, five, five years down the road. And here we are. So what do you think, you know, as, we know where we came from. We know how it started. We know where we are now. The solar industry has been around. When was that first panel? About I want to say 2010. Okay. Yeah. So we, we know solar really started taking off about, let's just say, 20, 2010. And, and over the last few years, really booming, right? I mean, what, I think it was Obama was in office, right? When Obama came in, that's when The he, federal tax credit. Yes. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And so that really spiked it. So let's just say most roofing or most solar companies were putting it on roofs that could make it. We know the lifespan of the roof and we know the age of the industry. And so we, we all, because of those numbers, it's easy to do the math and say there's a wave coming yeah. of solar detach and reset that needs to happen. Yes. And what does it look like five, 10, 15 years out as we go from two or three out of 10 houses having solar to five or six, because we still have the federal tax credit. Hundreds of systems are still getting put up every day. Hundreds of systems are still getting put up on bad roofs every day. Some on good, but most on bad and most not sealed properly. So we've got this big problem continuing to happen. Um, I'm surprised no, no one else, that I'm the only one really doing this, to be honest. You know, I'm waiting for the next guy, like somebody come challenge me and give me some competition yeah. please because there's a, a need out there and a wave coming on a national scale not just here in the Arizona market so what does it look like for a company like yours and mine to continue and and work together and 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 really start dialing it in what the future looks like for re-roofing homes that now it's every other home has solar So for my end, again, you know, I usually see the bad, right? So the homeowner's calling me. Mm -hmm. They have a leak, and it's underneath the solar panel. They they were under some type of impression that they're going to call the solar company, and the solar company's going to take it off, right? So then they're calling me back and saying that's not the case. Either the solar company's not in business anymore, or they're eight months out, or it's super, super expensive. Um, and so... I, that's why I champion for you so much, um, and I and I really, when I heard about you, I really wanted you to succeed because I know that you're doing a great job and you're doing it right, and your heart is in it. Um, so I think the bridge is to for roofing contractors, and I'm I'm not saying this because you drug me into a podcast. I'm being genuine about it. Thank for you. roofing contractors to support you mm -hmm. and companies like yours i'm sure you want to be the only one um, but eventually there will probably be others that pop up just like i would love to be the only roofing contractor sure but i can't sure. and um so i support the other good roofing contractors yeah. right so to 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 support you guys and to champion you and or for you to do vice versa yeah. so for for when you get called out first and you see you know you have a bad roof i can take this off and put this back on yeah. it's not gonna fix it because your roof is bad and you can call chucking the truck down the street that mm. isn't licensed mm -hmm. um or you know whatever the case might be mm -hmm. or you here's 10 of the roofers that i work with mm -hmm. pick who you want um but these are all good companies that are going to treat you well mm -hmm. and i think that's what we as an industry um need to continue to do to work together as partnerships yeah because we're in it for the industry and mm. we're, we're in it. We're not in it to make a whole bunch of money mm -hmm. to retire and not be able to sleep at night. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. You, you, 
I want you to be in business 41 years yes. later. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you have been such a supporter of our business on the, on the back end. And, you know, we're a small company. My wife and I started it and, and I, you know, you started seeing this and, and immediately felt your support. You invited us to be in eyes. You, you brought up the Western States roofing, uh, conference. There's a board that you're a part of, mm -hmm. and you actually have brought us into that and gifted us a membership for our first year into it. We'll be going to the Las Vegas Expo mm -hmm. for the first time this year, thanks to you. You're gonna love it. I'm ecstatic and excited about it. And, and then we have right next weekend back to back, it's gonna be a busy week, right? We've got the ARCA yeah. Expo right yes. after that and we're just yeah, transitioning. We need a week of sleep after we're done. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of networking and collaborating and, and figuring out, uh, like you said, how do we, it's, it's relationships. I think it all yes. comes back to relationships. And when we value relationships over money, that's when we start finding the synergy and the connection that I think is needed to bridge the gap for the consumer long-term into the future. Yeah. And so looking for companies, you know, I don't want to work with every roofing company. There's roofing companies out there that are just trying to drive my cost down and that's all they care about because they want cheap. But really that, that's, that's not the vision and the mission because it's what are we going to cut back on in order to provide that? Or what is the company you're working with now cutting back on in order to provide you that? So, Everybody wants cheap, right? Right, and uh, I don't know about you, but when you see the things on social media that say, "Does anybody know um, an affordable roofer?" Mm -hmm. or "Does anybody know?" Um, you know, they use those keywords where you're like, "You don't have the money." Yeah, and it's to expensive. Pay for I get it. it but... Yeah, me too, and I <sighs> and I 100% understand that, and I don't. I think there's very few people that make it through this life that. Um, don't ever have to worry about, you know, eating the next day. You know, sure. Everybody goes through. That's just part of life. Mm -hmm. um, and so I sympathize and I understand that. But when you, um, when you, you get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. And if you can't afford it, if you can't afford to go with a company like you or a company like me, mm -hmm. you're gambling. You're mm -hmm. taking a risk. And um, so if that is your only option... I totally understand, um, but if it's, but if it's because you just don't want to spend the money, again you're gambling. Yeah. And you're gonna get what you pay. You're gonna get what yeah. you pay for. Sure. You're gonna get cheap material, or you're gonna, or they're gonna stretch it, or yeah. you know, a million other things that will make no sense to sure. anybody other than us. But you see um, it out there. Oh, hundred. Yes. Yeah. Seven years from now, you're gonna be calling me, and you're gonna have to pay the same amount of money out again. Right. So it becomes um, more expensive in the long yes, run. Yes. And my and my heart generally genuinely breaks for you yeah. that you got taken advantage of yeah um yeah it's hard it's hard especially you know you know because i can again i like to put myself in other people's shoes and i grew up with single mom working and and, and yeah. so there if she had had to put a roof on in a certain time of our life right. we would have had been taking that gamble too right and because uh, so i totally get like sometimes that's just all you can do right but, you know, it, it, I think it just goes back to if you have to gamble, know the right questions to ask at least. Do your research. Do your research and don't just take someone's word for it. Going back to ARCA, go back to a trusted source that isn't just the person selling to you yeah. that you can become educated on because that's free. And then 
take that and and, and do the best you can with that, right? Yes, hundred percent. If you um, at least check their licensing number and mm-hmm. make sure they're licensed, to make sure they have insurance, the ROC website, do the contractor search. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so crucial. Um, so Val, how can people find you? How can they find JBS? Um, what I, I know you guys have a website. Do you have much social social media presence out there? You guys are really have been around and such a trusted name for such a long time. I feel like you know what what does your marketing look like? And you're really word of mouth, aren't you? Yeah, we are a lot of word of mouth. I do advertise in some community magazines. Okay. Um, I am. We are on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. I I know not everybody. Um, subscribes to the same train of thought, but I don't think that people go onto Facebook and type in roofers near me. Mm-mm. They might go to their feed and say, you know, who do you refer? Does anybody know a good, trust, reliable roofer? And then people tag you. Mm-hmm. So I do, we do have a Facebook page. We do try and post some content. Some of it's just fluffy stuff. So it's sure. there and others is roofing related. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so we are on Facebook, we are on Instagram, we are not on. Um, <laughs> no, the other one. Uh, what's the what's Tic- the TikTok? TikTok. Yeah, yeah, we're not on TikTok. I haven't made my way there yet either. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I didn't have a uh, Facebook six months ago, maybe nine months, coming up on nine months now. Like I like, I, actually, I did, but it was like one of the things that I created a long time ago, and I had like one friend that was my mom or something <laughs> on there, right? Yeah. And then uh, I get part of the small business coaching group and they're like no you need to one you what you do is very specific and no one's doing it and you just need to get the word out right yeah. and so um now we, we have a, a fairly decent presence where my wife is posting our teams are posting we're just trying to educate people for free yeah. as much as we can and get in front of eyeballs that if you have solar think about the added cost that's going to come when the time comes so that you can maybe start budgeting and planning five, ten years in advance yeah. for this, and and then you don't end up being the single mom that gets a leak, and then you're smacked with yeah. a thirty thousand dollar bill like that. Ask a, we've had customers that will call us and say, "I'm thinking about getting solar. Hmm. Um, can you come and check my roof?" Yeah, and um, because they understand that that sa- solar sales guy has mm-hmm. an agenda. Yes, he has a commission. Yeah, um, and so they just want to make sure that what that solar guy is telling them is we're going to back that up yeah. or give them advice. And, um, you know, and it's not all doom and gloom. Sometimes your roof is old, and but maybe it's not old enough to be replaced. If mm. we know where you're going to put your solar panels, we can just re-roof that area right? and um, put a special underlayment that's good for your um, solar panels and your stands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then when the time comes for you to have to re-roof your roof, you can just re-roof the half that doesn't have the solar on it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there are options. It's not all doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to educate yourself and and um, not always trust the person that's going to make money right. off of that sale. From from the solar sale guy or J, or, or the uh, roofing sales guy. So when yeah. you want a company like JBS coming and giving you that honest opinion and walking you through the options because they, roofers may have an agenda too. And they may say, Oh, you need to replace everything right now, and right. you know, and, and when it's slow, right? They sometimes their ethics or their you know d- their conscience doesn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Commission, yeah. commission-based mm. positions will, will will change people and do that, and, and just it just right. exists. It's out there. So it again, knowing it's knowing it exists, 
doing your vetting is, is so key. Yeah. Um, so if, if, if you're looking for a roofing contractor that's been around a long time, clearly JBS um, is, is trusted. They're, they're members of all the right committees, organizations. They use the right products. They have integrity. Um, they are on our preferred roofing partner page on the back end of our website. Um, what is the, the are you, is it jbs.com for you? What jbsroofing.com? jbsroofingaz.com. If you don't put the AZ in it, Got there's it. a JBS in um, New Zealand. Okay, New Zealand, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do they ever get calls? Uh, Do you ever I, connect with them? Uh, probably not no. because it's, uh, you know, foreign. It you got to dial whatever that. Not even the same country. It's yeah, out there. Yes, but there is a JBS Roofing in New Zealand that got that website before we did. So it's jbsroofingaz.com. Beautiful. Yeah. Check them out, you guys. Um, and if you need a roof inspection, like it, it's monsoon, monsoon season. It hasn't quite felt like it though. Yeah, it's, it's been a little light. coming this weekend. So yes. we'll see. Yeah. And so the, this rain coming this weekend is going to reveal a lot of the problems and issues we've been talking about. Um, cause the problems and issues are, they're happening on the roof guys. There, the solar is damaging the roof. There's tiles being broken. There's mounts not being sealed, right? There's underlayments that are failing. Yeah. You just don't know it yet until it rains. So this rain is going to come through, and if it reveals roofing issues on your roof and you try to call a roofer that is reputable like JBS, they are going to, their phones are going to be blown up, guaranteed. Uh, so call them now before the rain comes. Have them come do a free inspection on your roof and give you an honest opinion about what's going on so that you can lock in good companies like JBS before everyone else is trying to call them and book them out. And because sometimes you guys will get booked out I mean, when it gets busy, right? Oh, if we get a, if we get a good storm, yeah, we'll get booked. It'll take you two weeks to get somebody to come out. Mm -hmm. Typically, we can get somebody out there within three to four days. Yeah. Um, typically. Do you guys do tarping services or you do anything like that? So I, we don't really like tarping. Okay. So what we'll, we'll do is we'll take felt. And we'll kind of do a temporary patch with felt. Get them through that 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 window. Tarping actually can ruin your roof. Really. And so that's an insurance. Um, I don't know if you want to go into that, and you can cut this out if you don't want to. But um, <laughs> I'm curious because yeah. this is news to me. So so all tarping does is mitigate the liability to the insurance company. Wow. They're not more than likely your roof is leaking. It's wear and tear. It's not an insurable. It's not an insurable event. Okay. Uh -huh. um, insurance pays for acts of God, a tree fell on your roof, or a big monsoon wind came and picked it all up and, and threw it into your neighbor's yard. Mm -hmm. Your insurance typically will pay for that. Mm -hmm. Your roof is 20 years old. It needs to be replaced and it leaked. It's not paying for your roof. It's mm -hmm. going to pay for your inside, um, but it's not going to pay for your roof. Mm -hmm. So they'll tell you, find somebody, they'll pay up to like $400 for you to get somebody to tarp it. Mm -hmm. And so now uh, somebody's going to come out and put a tarp on your roof and nail it in. Mm-hmm. Bunch of bunch of bunch holes. Bunch of holes yep. in your roof. Mm -hmm. um, TRI, and, not TRI approved. Right. Yeah. And uh, and lift up some tiles and move things around. Will it mitigate the water damage inside of your house? Probably. Uh -huh. um, but now your repair is more than it might have been mm. had, and your insurance isn't going to pay for it. Yeah. Right? So, wow. um, so what we'll do is... We'll come out, we'll look at your roof, we'll say, tell you what's wrong. If you sign a contract with us for, to move forward, we'll do a temporary repair so Love that it. you can stop your damage and you can get your um, interior started, you know, being fixed. Um, nice. I love so that, it. that's what we'll, that's what we'll do. Love it. Love yeah. it. Yeah. 
makes sense and, and seems like so much better of an option to run a proper repair with some felt or maybe three coursing then drop a bunch of additional holes into the roof. Yeah, and for the roofer that, and I'm not knocking the roofers that go out and tarp, I mean, it's a great marketing. You're gonna go out, you're gonna tarp, you're you're um, getting onto that customer's roof and more than likely you're gonna get, you're gonna get the job yeah. um, because you were the first one out there. Yeah. I just don't subscribe to the theory that that's the best. Yeah the best thing to do for the customer and the customer it's the though they to do for the roofer yeah it's not the best thing to do for the customer but what do the customers see though they see the blue tarps yes. and, they, and they think that's the solution oftentimes and that that's what yeah. they want how many times do you drive around and you see a blue tarp that's been out there for like seven years too long, and it's too all, long. Yes. It's, yeah because the insurance didn't pay for the roof yeah and they don't have the money to pay for Wait, it are you themselves. talking about the synthetic underlayment or actual well, blue no, tarps? An actual tarp uh, yeah but the synthetic <laughs> the same thing. don't get me started uh, well, on we, we, we'll, ha we'll have to drop another podcast on product yeah. material yes. and, and go into it this it's definitely won't be the last time that we chat now it's been such yeah. a great conversation i've learned a ton and um, again, it goes back to relationships and, and I look forward to continuing to grow our relationships with you and I personally, but also with Solar Detach and JBS. And just as our industries continue to merge and mesh um, as a whole, how do, we, how do we continue to serve roofers, listen to what they are saying is the correct thing to do on these roofs because they're the ones who have been doing it much longer. We are, we are the new ones in the industry. So we need to uh, close our mouths sometimes and pay attention to how to do things correctly. How do we serve each other? How do we build relationships so we can provide a better experience to our customers? Val, Valerie Miller with JBS Roofing. JBSRoofingAZ.com is where you can find them. Um, uh, thank you so much for being on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Once again, you guys, I'm your host, Ty the Solar Guy with Solar Detach and Reset. This is your Bridge the Gap podcast where we talk about bridging the gap between the roofing and solar industry uh, to provide a better experience for you. Be safe.